Brent, Brent, I found I found us on Facebook. I listened to you last time. I can get to Spotify now. And I and I hit the favorites, so I get the notifications now. But then it got me thinking. Like I, I was excited when I got on my TV and I went to Amazon and we was there and, and like I got a bunch of devices over here and really only ever listen to my car, but like now there's all sorts of possibilities. Like where else are we found? Yeah, that's kind of interesting. I mean, we're on Apple. If you got an iPhone, uh, we're on Google. So all you got to do is go in the search bar and search us. We're on Google? Yeah, it's worth a Google. <laughs> uh, we're on Overcast, iHeartRadio. You already talked about Amazon, which is the biggest company in the freaking world. Uh, Jeff Bezos. We're on uh, CastBox, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher, Good Pods, and thanks to our host, Anchor FM, we're on them and Spotify. You both didn't already know that? Jeez, you're idiot. Hey, everybody. Welcome to High Spots and Kickouts. I'm Rich. I'm sitting here with Brett. What's up? And uh, once again, we're sans Clint. Clint, we, uh, I mean... I buried him deep. I didn't tell you which desert he was in. I'm going to go with the uh, Gobi right now because <laughs> you, you made it back from wherever he sent you after like a week. Yeah, I mean. I think he's going to be on another continent now. <laughs> you paid those guys real good, didn't you? <clears throat> well, I mean, the, re- the results speak for themselves. <laughs> but uh, I think Mark may have went on an expedition to get him. He hasn't shown up in a few <laughs> weeks either. <laughs> you know, and he bought an electric car too, so his... Uh, his uh, excuse of uh gas prices being too high is kind of bullshit now so mark i'm gonna need you to reach out buddy get on the show because uh they're only half as long because clint's bloated and talks twice as much (laughs) hey last week's was a normal episode oh okay but we had a lot to talk about this week we really don't yeah it's summertime man yeah we get i I bought tickets to replay slam (laughs) like every match is a fucking fucking rebook rematch well, so because there's only like six people left on the roster yeah i mean two of them are coming back just because of the name <laughs> but i mean we've already seen them at royal rumble and we already seen them at wrestlemania and then they cut them from backlash and money in the bank so now yeah SummerSlam. you're talking about brock and roman and roman yeah six seven i don't know I mean, they they wrestled each other when Seth had the greatest cash in at, or at WrestleMania. That was a while ago, like yeah, that was like six years ago, seven years ago. How many times has I think it's like ten? I mean, Paul Heyman had a pretty good promo about it on SmackDown, but we're not there yet. So, but it, I mean, it was, it was pretty decent. You know, it's a uh, fucking insane to me <laughs> so wall street journal brought out another so we were talking about three million and to a raise from a hundred thousand a year to two hundred thousand dollars a year with one lady oh you got to be talking about vince mcmahon now <laughs> uh when he paid the paralegal off yeah so that was the first thing that come out and then some things happen some other things come to light again and now it's four people and 12 million dollars over a 16 year time period and it was a and there was one diva that didn't get re-signed from 2005 to 2006 they got paid off in 2008 how much she was it was a quite a substantial like seven or eight million I yeah think. did they ever 
They're not going to come out and say the name. No. I mean, it might if it ever came to well, a legal issue, but this isn't, it's not a legal issue right now, right? It would just be a business ethics. It's just the Wall Street Journal reporting on shit, right? That the oh, SEC. The, S- the SEC, I mean, Vince is being. They're doing their own investigation, right? An internal yeah, investigation right now. But the, the board of directors at WWE are also doing an investigation of sexual misconduct. So they're just hoping for not any more legal. Like they're hoping to keep. Yes, Vince's infidelity is not a legal issue. That's just a fucking business ethics. Like you're not supposed to sleep with your employees. I mean, which at this point he's art. He already stepped down as CEO. Like this might be the time that Vince McMahon just rides into the sunset. You already got Stephanie as the new CEO. Uh, maybe fucking Vince's version of riding into the sunset though. But this motherfucker <laughs> walks backstage after live tea like fuck him. Business as usual. <laughs> that is true. It's Vince McMahon. He thinks he's untouchable. <laughs> Fuck him, pal. Get him, Jerry. <laughs> and Brock Lesnar. Man, I've been Googling this for a second. Who the fuck's Jerry? <laughs> McDevitt? Oh, okay. Yeah, his, I mean, his lawyer. Okay. If we're, I mean, what Vince you? thinks he's Teflon Don, and it's because Jerry McDevitt's won a lot which, of lawsuits which, for which him. Which I read a thing that says that WWE put out a uh, statement to the uh backstage about Vince McMahon's current situation and they're like when we have more to report on it we'll report on it but as of right now it's business as usual yeah it's I don't know it's a weird time weird time to be a WWE fan I might be seeing the end of the WWE as we know it I'm pretty sure it'll be perfectly fine with Stephanie and Nick Khan and Hunter they still have the entire board of directors I mean business wise they'll be all right I guess it might just be a quicker sell to Disney, and then we get to see Roman Reigns versus Mickey Mouse. <laughs> it's got to happen in the next like year or two, though, or Mickey Mouse becomes public domain, and then it's an issue. They've only had they've had seven matches versus each other. Okay, it feels like twenty. That's because that's all we've seen for the last year. <laughs> what we saw them at. Uh, Okay, SummerSlam last year was Brock or was John Cena and Roman, and then Brock showed up at the end of it. So then I'm pretty sure what Survivor Series we got Brock and Roman, and then Brock won the World Championship, and then lost it at Royal Rumble. But then he wins the Rumble, and then we saw them at I'm pretty sure they wrestled at a Saudi show, and then we saw them at WrestleMania. Now we're seeing them at SummerSlam. The only thing is this at SummerSlam, it's fucking last man standing instead of an actual real match. So Roman Reigns has to make him lay on the mat for a 10 count. That's hard for either one of them. (laughs) Well, no, I mean, Roman was down for like four minutes in his last last man standing match against Kevin Owens. But when you knock the referee out, apparently don't count. (laughs) Also, when the referee gets to about eight, he looks backstage and they're like, stop counting. <laughs> the key isn't working. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Yeah, when, when fucking he, Paul Heyman. When Kevin Owens locked him to the fucking <laughs> yeah. scaffolding. Paul Heyman came out and like had to get theatrical about it to fucking. And then uh, Roman Roman grabbed the other referee and threw him into the whatever he was standing next to <laughs> to did. knock him out. But that was after the referee looked backstage. He's like, they're like, stop fucking counting. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin ain't supposed to win this. Oh, man. It was a good match. <sighs> yeah. They used AEW's uh, golf cart 
fucking thing from like a year before. Yeah, I do remember that. It was all bullshit. I remember watching Ke- it. And Kevin Owens did a swanton bomb off of a forklift. That might have been the last time I watched WWE. Did I go to the, the Rumble? was after that. Yeah. But it sucked real bad. We were there. <sighs> we were part of the 30 chance of shut the lights off. The, the lights thing ruins the whole fucking... I mean, I've watched it twice back since we went to it, and it just doesn't feel like it happened at all. And all I can think about when I re- like that's because they edited out the chance of turn the lights off. <laughs> that's that's the only memory I have of it is big old fucking lights. I think I'm the only one of us that wasn't affected by the lights because I was wearing my hat, <laughs> so I could just pull my pill down enough to where the light wasn't affecting me. I had my cabbie hat on, right? Yeah, that ain't got <laughs> a fucking bill on it. <laughs> Plus, I mean, I was I was having a good time. Actually, I wasn't because the first match was fucking Roman and Seth, and Seth wins by disqualification because Roman won't let up the fucking triangle. And I'm like, can we go home now? I remember the star burning a whole lot. That's what I think everybody remembers. That was their live for Royal Rumble. <laughs> Shit caught on fire and we couldn't see. It was terrific. <laughs> I think I think Vince owes you t-shirts now. All I'm saying is I've been a faithful WWE supporter for 33 years, something like that now. And you always will be. I guess. Except for your brief time of the NWO, just like everybody else. (laughs) I mean, technically, I'm on an AEW kick right now. I don't even watch Raw and SmackDown. It kind of irritates the piss out of me, if we're being honest. (laughs) Yeah, they're fine. I watch them every week. I feel like, yeah, I mean, I feel like I do have missed some stuff, though. Like, Seth Rollins has finally come into that stupid-ass character he's been trying to do. That looks a little neat. He's just, he's eccentric. (laughs) He's trying to outdo his wife. And she comes to the ring even more ridiculous every week. With her fucking shiny head pieces and all that. See, I I don't think I've missed that at all. (laughs) <laughs> she was in a no holds barred match this week against Asuka in the main event overall she won yeah uh, manhandle slam from the top turnbuckle through a table then she gave Asuka or then Asuka gave her a little boop boop on the boob you hadn't seen the video all week oh yeah yeah I did see that <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I, <laughs> we done talking about Vince McMahon or yeah I guess I I mean Fuck it, pal. I'm just going to sit here and play with my toys. It's all, That's it's, all he's doing. Tony Khan gets to play with his toys. I'm going to play with mine, too. That's all I'm doing. I mean, it's all still speculation right now. You can report every story you want. You don't know. You still don't know if it's real or not. That's true. I mean, I guess the Wall Street Journal is respectable, real journalism, but... I think the rest of us Don Marie. Yeah, I mean, she wasn't there, but... She was there in 05 and not there in 06. And she had a lawsuit settled with him at that same time. But, but if you but if you out. also look at like the 05 roster to the 06 roster, there's about 15 females that are gone. So it, it, it shortened up do. quite a bit. I got homework to do. This is solvable. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you read Mickey James's uh, tweet that she put out, you know it wasn't her because she goes, huh, that's why I never got my raises. <laughs> I like the one Trish Stratus. It's like, oh, <laughs> when you suck. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to talk about that. <laughs> You're going to get us canceled. 
to our forty <clears throat> to our like forty listeners. I was just saying it was funny. I don't support that shit. You don't support it. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> I mean, they even have somebody's name in that one. Oh yeah, yeah. So has she been named by the SEC? No. Just by in, the board. Just, just in the meme. Oh. Hmm. So. All right. I guess I'll get my phone. Since you buried Clint in the do- or the Gobi. <laughs> Somebody's got to talk about the... The rumor roll-up. <laughs> what's going on around the campfire. Um, you got to give me a minute. You got to kind of talk a little bit so I can get this going. Oh, well. Hey, I'll be licking my I'm beer, good at Hank. talking to myself. Hank! He's good. Quit licking beer. You might just have to clean up fucking diarrhea later. <laughs> Uh, <sighs> Hank, if you ever diarrhea on my floor, I might kill you. <laughs> you can't kill the dog. You go to jail for, for that longer than you do for killing a person. <laughs> for diarrhea, though? It'd be the same <laughs> as if Deke had diarrhea on the carpet. <sighs> That's not the same. <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. All right. We'll uh, officially start the rumor roll up. Gather around to see what the boys and girls are talking about this week on the Rumor Roller. So, okay. Let's see. This week, uh, we'll start with Logan Paul. Uh, he's, he's being booked as a babyface, according to the Wrestler Observer Radio. Uh, it's because Paul is calling his own shots and dealing with the WWE and he wants to be presented as a good guy. That's weird. I mean, you kind of have to be a good guy figuring you took in the small, the skull crushing finale at WrestleMania against the Miz. You can't both be heels, especially when you got turned on. Oh man, I just smashed my cigarette. That was some awkward silence. <laughs> I was confused. You, you were about to start to say something, but then you fucked up your cigarette. <laughs> yeah, I was. I, thought I, th- I'd, I think you had something to actually say about Logan Paul for a second. I thought I cracked that in half for a second. I was like, what did I do? I don't know my own strength. <laughs> I'm actually kind of looking forward to that match because it's one of the only non-rematches at SummerSlam. Plus, I mean, he looked good in that tag match at WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, he was passable. He also does a swanton bomb. He's, yeah, because we need more of that in our life. We do, man. <laughs> Did you see Wardlow do it the other night? Yeah, I heard about Wardlow's swanton bomb. He's like my size. <laughs> Brent says, I know I could do it. Wardlow can do it. <laughs> I already know I could do it. <laughs> All right. Uh, a source identified as Ronda Rousey's photographer claimed in an Instagram story that Rousey never wanted or asked to be, w- or to be champion in WWE. And demanded that she drop the SmackDown women's title to the most passionate member of the locker room. So I guess so that's, she, why, so that's why they gave it to Liv Morgan. Which, I mean, if you watched her promo on Monday Night Raw, it really wasn't a promo. It was kind of, I think they may have gave her a mic and told her to go out there. and She was just screaming and screeching and out of breath, most of it. This is for you guys. We did it. <laughs> and, <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> It wasn't good. Like you could tell from Raw to SmackDown, they're like, "Here's a script, Liv. Read it." <laughs> there's, there's, no, there was no pipe bomb moment. No. <laughs> Even though they had like the same four people come out on both nights, 
I gotta say, I don't like Ronda Rousey having an opinion on things. She, <laughs> she, she don't have, she don't have the knowledge of how the backstage shit works and all that stuff. Like, why you can't, do I give you a can't, fuck who Ronda Rousey thinks should be champion? You came back at the Royal Rumble, and they're like, "You're gonna win the Royal Rumble." What makes you think that you weren't gonna become champ? <laughs> Especially since they're like, well, you know, Charlotte's about to get married and go on leave, so we got to have a champ. Oh, we'll put it on Ronda. <laughs> There's nobody else in the SmackDown locker room. Yeah, especially if Sasha. Because Liv Morgan's actually a Raw superstar. Yeah, I, I don't think they think. I think you think harder about their division of Raw and SmackDown than they do. Name a woman on the SmackDown roster besides Liv Morgan now and Ronda Rousey. <laughs> I, don't, I have no idea. I haven't watched SmackDown. And- there you go long time Lacey but, Evans is there but she got moved to Raw and moved back already too yeah I mean they both go on each other's shows right you have Natalia you have Shayna Baszler you have Shotzi you got Zia Lee what's going apparently. on with Shayna Baszler nowadays she was supposed to wrestle a tag team match on uh, Smackdown but Lacey Evans turned heel and attacked her partner and they never even had the match after she cut a promo about you guys didn't give me the standing ovation that I deserved, so uh, fuck you. You guys <laughs> suck. You probably couldn't stand up because you guys ate too much pork belly, and they they were in Texas. They were in Dallas, Fort Worth. So, and then her, they they partnered her with Aaliyah, who they recently sent back to the fucking performance center to learn more. Who was already down there for like seven years before that. And then I should just let that poor girl go. They, they should, <laughs> but then they wouldn't have anybody on SmackDown. But uh, then she took the women's right, and Lacey Evans walked away. It's hmm. a good reason I don't watch SmackDown. Because you go to the bar on Friday nights at seven o'clock, <laughs> like most twenty and thirty year olds. Even though when you get to the bar, SmackDown's playing because it's usually playing because most bars. Don't pay for cable. I can tell you I've watched a lot of ROH at the bar. <laughs> okay. It's all there's, later. There's, okay. I can't say most bars don't pay for cable, but like where we live, they're not paying for cable. <laughs> no. You're getting like this four basic channels. So Friday night at the bar, you're watching SmackDown on Fox. You're louder Laugh TV or Comet TV. <laughs> I like Comet. They play a lot of good stuff. Uh, Okay. Uh, Andrew Zarian said the announcement of Ring of Honor's death before Dishonor came shortly after sources first told him uh, Warner Discovery would love more pay-per-views from AEW. That makes no fucking sense at all because that's ROH. has nothing to do with AEW, technically. Yeah, I mean... Other than all of Ring of Honor's champions are signed to AEW besides Jonathan Gresham. But I think Gresham is also signed to AEW. Best part of ROH ain't even been on AEW yet. It's on Impact. Yeah, the Briscoes. No, PCO. Oh, <laughs> I'm still saying the Briscoes. <laughs> PCO is the motherfucker on every week putting on the matches. I didn't see the Briscoes or fucking Jonathan Gresham really. You don't have to wrestle day. the week. You don't have to wrestle every week when you're the champ. <laughs> I'm just saying. When I, when I turned on the ROH at 3 o'clock in the morning. Fuck, and Fuck. Roman Reigns hasn't wrestled since WrestleMania, and he ain't wrestled until SummerSlam. That's, that's 120 days. 
Don't you have to defend the title every 30 or you have to vacate it technically by Vince's original rules? I remember there was a rule at some point like that, yeah. But there was also like a U.S. championship rule too. If you won the U.S. championship, you were the automatic number one contender. That's how Goldberg... He's fine. Hell, I'd rather I'd rather see Bobby Lashley against Roman Reigns for the fucking title at SummerSlam. It'd be something new. I mean, <laughs> well, Roman ain't going to tap out through the Hurt Lock, but I think uh, Scott Hall had a Scott Hall had a uh, title match with Goldberg that he lost because he won the U.S. title. Yeah, but Scott Hall also never did he ever get his title shot? He won World War Three before Starcade '97 between Hogan and uh, Sting. And then they had the controversy where they stripped the title. And if you won World, if you won World War Three, you get your title shot. At, was it a uh, man? Uh, I remember. Was it, was it Super Super Brawl? Something like that. And it was supposed to be Hall. And then they made the rematch of Hogan and Sting. And then I don't think he ever got his title match. No, he wasn't in a whole lot of title. And matches. if he did, it was at Spring Stampede. There is only I only remember like two or three title matches with Scott Hall and WCW. Which also, okay, since we're talking about Ring Honor and all that, same guy also reported that uh, because of wanting more pay-per-views and all that, that he thinks that there's been a television or streaming deal done for ROH already since they announced that they're going to do Death Before Dishonor. Well, have you you noticed that HBO Max has been running weird and like signing you out and shit lately? I haven't got on HBO Max in a while. I hadn't either, and like when I tried to get on, like I was not signed in, and then my email, my password would not work. So I tried to like reset it, but I didn't have my shit verified. So I called their customer support, <laughs> and uh, it took a second to get all my shit back on. Actually, randomly, like two or three weeks ago, I didn't have anything going on on like a Thursday night or something. So. I think I actually did get on HBO Max and I watched the fourth Matrix movie. Uh, finally? Yeah. That is can't, is I mean, it worth watching? Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. if it had came on TV again, I'd probably watch it, but I wouldn't go out of my way to like, oh, I got to watch that again. <laughs> so, oh, we're going, we haven't went that far off tangent yet, but okay, that's ROH. Um, this happened on Dynamite. Apparently, it was supposed to be Andrade and Roosh taking on the Lucha Bros. But, of course, Ray Phoenix wasn't healthy, so it became a singles match. Um, Ray Phoenix ain't healthy? No, every time. If Phoenix is hurt, Pence is healthy. If Pence is hurt, Ray Phoenix is healthy. That's how it always fucking happens for the Lucha Bros. Uh, Top Rope Tuesday, though, this week is a uh, Lucha Bros shirt that's actually pretty sweet if you want to check that out. Gonna throw it in for pro wrestling tees. <laughs> Maybe we should send Brent's a message. A VIP member. I do get a lot of pre-sale codes. <laughs> Shit, they sent me a fucking a text through their app like an hour before Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm wrestled. Brand new Thunderstorm T-shirt. Thunderstorm. I seen that. That's stupid. I mean, it's I don't know. I mean, what else do you call that tag team? But I mean, actually, it's not stupid. It's clever. It's Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm. So Thunderstorm. Right. I but, get it, but uh, Dave Meltzer indicates Rollins and Riddles is the plan for SummerSlam. Hasn't been made official yet, but it better become official because that's what I'm looking forward to the most. 
Rollins and Riddle? Yeah, my two boys. <laughs> my two boys. I'm, because Randy's hurt. I'm glad that Riddle's backsliding. Riddle ain't backsliding. He can't challenge for the world title as long as Roman Reigns is the champ. That's part of the stipulation. Good. Speaking of that stipulation, you already seen Sammy Guevara put out a message about coming for the TNT title because Wardlow's the new champ. He goes, I can challenge for the title again. Be like, I'm going to be the fourth time TNT championship or TNT champion. It's like, oh, you got a one-up Cody, do you? I'm like, we don't want to see you with that belt anymore. <laughs> Shut up and go back with Jericho. Uh, Give me sports, says Tyson Fury is in talks with WWE about making a return. Possibly something at the upcoming Clash at the Castle event in early September. What did he, what did he do in WWE? I don't think he did... Like, he didn't show up, right? Or it didn't do nothing? Uh, I think he was training in the cut him. Yeah, was it? I thought he appeared on a pay-per-view or some shit. Yeah, he showed up at something, and then they sent him to the Performance Center to learn, and then they came out, COVID, budget cuts, and mm. he was one of the very first ones. It's like, later. <laughs> so. Uh, actually, uh... Speaking of Clash at the Castle, we'll talk about that later. They had a uh, number one contenders match on SmackDown. Even though it's been rumored for months that it's going to be Drew McIntyre versus whoever the Universal Champion is at the time. <laughs> whoever it is. They've been showing fucking graphics for like two months since they've announced the show that it's Drew McIntyre Roman Reigns for the Undisputed Universal Championship. Poor Drew McIntyre. Uh, for what it's worth, Tony Khan... Uh, told the Masked Man show that he would be open to talking about doing a joint show between AEW and WWE, but he thinks it's not going to happen. Well, no shit, it ain't gonna happen. <laughs> They've seen Super Clash, right? <laughs> right, like, I don't know. Right. Nobody's getting... Uh, their New Japan deal is just fine right now as it is, but wrestling I'm, I'm sorry, companies... But Forbidden Door was just another AEW show that had New Japan guys in it because none of the New Japan guys went over. And that shit ain't going to last. They ain't going to want to go come over here and get beat all the time. Plus, they're, what, next next week the G1 Climax starts, so those guys aren't even going to be available for two or three months. Well, and they like, try to make it a way to like make everybody happy with both things or whatever. Yeah, you got to play the backstage politics. Yeah, it's just, yeah, that doesn't work. Which... The only thing that even happened in that show is New Japan surrendered their tag team titles, but FTR is more popular than any other fucking tag teams, which will also lead to the Young Bucks and them in a match for winner-takes-all championships. They'll be fine having FTR or the Young Bucks in New Japan because they're draws. Ooh, you think Young Bucks will take all them belts off FTR and FTR will just fade away? Fuck no. Because of... Young Bucks egos? No. The fucking FDR needs to win the belts. So that means that Young Bucks probably will. Yeah, well, yeah, because they are executives and be like, yeah, that don't, that don't work for me, brother. <laughs> Where's that bottle cap? I found it. You're a bottle cap dropping fool. I'm used to drinking fucking cans anymore. <laughs> I was too lazy to look for the 12-pack can. I just grabbed the 12-pack bottle. Plus, I've walked up and down the... Six foot beer cave for like ten minutes, and they probably thought I was special. <laughs> oh, it was his first time looking for beer. I remember my first beer. 
I did too. <laughs> I actually went to Benny's the other day and uh, I was just walking up and down the aisle and the guy's like, can I help you? I'm like, no, nah, man, I don't know what I'm looking for. Like, just leave me alone. I know what I like. I'm just looking. <laughs> uh, okay. Ringside News claims Theory was always going to win the money in the bank contract. And there was never a set plan for Cody Rhodes to win, even before his injury. That's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> who said that? Uh, Ringside News. Oh, I don't know them, I guess. You can't tell me that Austin Theory was going to win fucking money in the bank over Cody Rhodes. Cody was the best thing going for him. <clears throat> he might He might have. In fact, he's Vince's boy. You have Cody win money in the bank. He cashes in a SummerSlam after the last man standing match. I mean, that, that'll be interesting eventually when it happens, but Cody will just be a stepping stone on that too, I think. I, have, I kind of have a feeling I might see Riddle cash in at SummerSlam after that match. I mean, that's one of the perfect opportune times because we've all seen last man standing matches. Nobody walks away from those in a good fucking standing position yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how Liv morgan cashed in on fucking ronda rousey it wasn't last man standing but when you fucking tweak your knee in the match and then you get put in the sharpshooter your knee's kind of a little screwed up so uh also speaking of that i mean or Here's the perfect opportunity to bring back John Cena. Have him a SummerSlam. Riddle, or not Riddle. Riddle's the one I wanted to win the fucking contract. Uh, <laughs> Theory runs out and cashes in his contract against whoever's the winner. And the next thing you know, John Cena fucking shows up and costs them that. And you can build Cena and Theory for like Survivor Series or Royal Rumble. Especially because at uh, SmackDown, during Roman's promo... At the beginning of the show, Austin Theory comes out, his music hits, and he runs down to the ring and around the ring doing the little jog like John Cena. It's all building towards Cena. <clears throat> Austin Theory and Cena ain't going to put butts in seats. John he, Cena will just himself. Well, I know that, but you got to put him in a match with somebody. Yeah, but they're trying to make they're trying to make Theory the youngest this, youngest this before Orton and Cena. Hmm. Like, he's the youngest U.S. champion now. He's the youngest Money in the Bank winner. So, if he wins the belt this year, he'll be the youngest WWE champion in history. So. <sighs> plus, Vince is big on theory. Yeah, I know. And he, I mean, he wrestles well, but. He's got the physique. He's got the heat right now. Hank's barking. Hank! He's good. <laughs> Now you got to come to check out why he says his name. <laughs> uh, let's see. Journalist Adam Callier claims that he was told that the WES debut show. Is that the Authors of Pain? Yeah, scheduled for July 9th. Uh, sold less than 350 tickets for a 10,000 seat arena. And that was the reason for the cancellation. <laughs> Which you did see that they came out and like dropped Nia Jax's name and the freaking thing. They should have just claimed fucking COVID. And you canceled the show because of the Queen's Jamboree like a month ago when you were supposed to have the debut show when you had all these wrestlers coming and then you expect them to come back 
And then you're bull, you're dropping Nia Jax's name of, oh, she didn't, she took her deposit and ain't coming. Well, that's why you have a deposit, right? Yeah, you canceled the show. <laughs> why would she give back her deposit when you canceled her appearance? <laughs> if you want her to come again, you got to pay her again. That's uh, how it works. Which she is going to be at Starcast. Really? Yep. She's one of the meet and greets you can do. She's uh, a, she's a lot spoken nowadays. I mean, it's not Nia Jax. It's Leah or Lena, whatever Fanini. Yeah. Whatever, whatever. Uh, Rock's mom's name was. Oh. Um. All right. We'll go to the next day of this here rumor roll up. I mean, I'm kind of doing Clint's job a little bit. He <laughs> needs to come back, so I don't have to. <laughs> Hopefully he finds his way out of that sandbox. What if you did just? What if you just buried him in a freaking sandbox out in Goofy Ridge and he hasn't found his way back yet? Yeah, it doesn't matter where he dropped Clint off. He he can't find his way back. Uh, all right. Buff Bagwell's been trending after it was revealed the wrestler was not the person posting the wrestling opinions in pro LGBTQ and other progressive messages yeah, he's, that made his official Twitter account quite popular this year. His Twitter account was hacked. And that's what it's saying. <laughs> yeah. This came out in part because fans weren't receiving merchandise they paid for. Yeah, Buff came out and said all this shit. All something. Oh, we got we got a follow up too. Uh, the person that uh, uh, the person has been found, and he's an alleged registered sex offender. Really? They, Buff wasn't full of shit? He sounded like he was full of shit. Nope. It's all been proved. <laughs> I don't know why this made the rumor rumor roll up, but okay. <laughs> uh, Colt Cabana re-signed with AEW. Fightful Select indicated Cabana was expected to be offered a new contract until, or wasn't expected to be offered a new contract. Yeah, a bunch of fans spoke out, right? And, no, several members of the roster went to bat for him. Cabana is the most popular backstage, but is almost never taped, uh, possibly due to his relationship with CM Punk. Huh. I mean, he was part of the Dark Order, right? Yeah, and he didn't come out with the Dark Order Wednesday night. But the Dark Order is down to like four members. So See, they should have him and Danhausen and Orange Cassidy as the comedy shtick. You, you've Danhausen out of this. <laughs> and Orange Cassidy. That shouldn't be three they're, separate segments. They're still together. They were together on Rampage and Dynamite. Ah, God bless their hearts. Uh, despite Triple H being back, PW Insider said NXT Creative is unchanged with Bruce Prichard and Shawn Michaels in charge. Johnny Russo is head writer and Nick uh, Bonio and George Carroll rounding out the team. Shawn, whoa. Shawn Michaels is in charge of... Uh, Shawn Michaels and Bruce Prichard are in charge. Of writing? They're in charge of NXT. Of oh, NXT, I thought you were saying uh, SmackDown right, and Raw. He, head writer is Johnny Russo for NXT. I got you. I thought you were talking about Raw and SmackDown. I'm like, when did that happen? I said, despite Triple H being back, PW Insider reports NXT. I got you. <laughs> you need to listen. You said Triple H is back, and all I could think was the picture with them across the ring from Tony Khan and shit. He ain't worried about NXT. You, you know, Nick Khan was cut out of that picture. He was sitting right on the other side of Pat McAfee. I thought I seen that on that picture. No, the picture just had Vince, Stephanie, Triple H, Pat McAfee, and then on the other side of Pat McAfee was Nick Khan, and people were like, I don't care about him. We'll <laughs> show this for. 
WWE is touting the success of Money in the Bank behind the scenes with uh, Fightful reporting company execs have been told the uh, 2022 edition was the most viewed in the event's history and had the second highest gate of any Money in the Bank show. I mean, both of the latter matches had all-star fucking lineups and the mid-card in between both because you know it always starts with one ladder match and ends with the last one I mean you had the tag team titles he says in Street Profits uh, did you see uh, Dawkins come out all pissed off this week about people uh, oh talking sh- shit about <clears throat> him and Montez Ford, like Montez keep asking about Montez Ford's single push and shit yeah. and he's like you guys are gonna see a whole different me like you better put some respect on my name <laughs> see I, I like Dawkins more than I like Ford but I don't like Montez's Ford's fucking ego. But that's just me. <laughs> uh, a good frog splash. That's all I know about him. Well, no shit. It's like 15 feet in the air. Like he was, like the top of his head was even with the fucking money in the brief or money in the bank briefcase. I mean, it's it's big, but he's also real lanky. So like, it looks a lot bigger than it is. Well, he ain't real lanky anymore because he beefed up. So. He ain't, he ain't no scrawny little dude no more. All right. After multiple outlets reported that Bailey will return to WWE television soon, uh, PW Insider claims that she's been seen at the Performance Center in Orlando for several days earlier this week. So. Yeah, I seen that night. She was wearing an NWO shirt in the fucking picture that I clicked on for the story. It's NWO week, man. Oh. Is that... Kind of like when John Cena's 20th anniversary thing came and like a yeah. this this week is I mean they haven't announced it as NWO week but what 26 years ago today or this week is Bash at the Beach this is the new World Order Wrestling brother so come on <laughs> we can talk about the NWO for this whole show if we probably wanted to <sighs> I don't know I don't ever get tired of talking about the NWO. Hulk Hogan made wrestling in the 80s, and then he reinvented himself in the 90s and made it a- again. Actually, I got to show you when we're done. This blanket I found that I got for Christmas, it's a, it's a mink blanket like that, but it's got, it's got Hollywood Hogan's face on one side and Hulk Hogan's face on the other. So if we ever do like a video thing, I'm going to have that as my backdrop. Nice. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I did some stuff for the show that you guys will notice throughout. We changed stuff up. We got some new musics. So uh, there might be some videos or YouTube or something coming, maybe. <laughs> uh, we already talked about the WES show selling 350 tickets. But uh, they're blaming talent for the cancellation of the WWE show. But Fifel indicated the show was next due to mismanagement and poor ticket sales. It, their lack of talent is <laughs> promoting it. Why, why did they even think that they could put on a wrestling? It wasn't in overseas too, right? Yeah, it's in England. Are they bigger in England than they were here in the U.S.? I think that's where they're from. Hmm. So, it's just weird to me why they would even be even putting on a show. Like, because they don't wrestling, barely wrestling, know anything about wrestling. <laughs> well, wrestling is popping right now in England. Like the Clash at the Castles already sold out. AEW is syndicated over there weekly, and it's like the number one show 
Wonder if they're ever gonna go over there with this whole Mid Atlantic thing and Pac. Eventually, they would have been over there probably two years ago already if it wasn't for COVID. Yeah. Which, uh, what Pac actually defends the Atlantic Championship tonight over at RevPro. Really? Which, uh, if you tune in to Dark on Tuesday night on YouTube, you get to watch the entire wrestling match. And then they're going to show highlights of the match on uh, Dynamite on Wednesday. Hmm. So I might have to tune in to Dark on Wednesday because I want to on, on Tuesday. Yeah. Watch, watch the match in its entirety. He's actually going against uh, John Moxley's protege from New Japan, uh, Shooter. The shot of Mino kid that wrestled at uh, Forbidden Door. He's part of the tag team with Eddie Kingston and uh, Wheeler Yuta. He's getting a title shot. <laughs> That's uh, rest, wrestler votes. Uh, was told Pat McAfee actually signed a long term contract weeks ago. Just WWE postponed the announcement until this week. But they know how good he is, and they want to make sure that they do not lose him. On his uh, Oh You Didn't Know podcast, former WWE star Road Dog mentioned that he's in talks with a wrestling company about doing something. He came out the week before that and said that he'd love to go to AEW. Well, that's where Billy is. OBG James. <laughs> um, Let's see. We go. Get to see the Road Dog and fucking Danhausen. I mean, the road dog has the monies, the human monies. <laughs> uh, a WWE source told Fightful Select that Vince McMahon shouted, fuck him, which you already talked about. <laughs> so we'll skip that one. Jesus Christ. Uh, Denise Salcedo uh, was told that Vince McMahon's Netflix documentary has been pulled from programming. Uh, the project was said to be well into post-production with millions of dollars spent on it. One source at Netflix said that that shit is out of here. What is that? Netflix was going to put out a documentary about Vince McMahon. Oh. Oh, so they're done with it, huh? Yeah, it's been pulled. It's not coming out. They Damn spent man. millions They spent millions of dollars on it. Yeah, I think Bischoff was involved with some of that shit. Because they have Hulk Hogan thing coming out too, right? Is that supposed to be with Netflix and Bischoff and Chris Hemsworth? Yeah. Uh, Everyone who Fightful spoke with at WWE believes Johnny Ace is done with the company. Of course, he's going to be taken care of with the Golden Parachute deal. Huh. Uh, wasn't there some other... There was some other wrestling company talking about coming to Netflix. Yeah, it's OVW. Oh, yeah, OVW. Which is owned by Al Snow. Man, he bought OVW? Yep. Which actually, I think there's another company that's trying to buy them now, and but Al Snow will stay on as head of creative and all that. That'd be crazy. But yeah, I'll, well, shit. This week at OVW, uh, Josh Alexander showed up with the Impact title. Jordan Gray showed up with a Knockouts title, and then uh, Cowboy Jane Storm won their mid card title. At OVW. Yep. Are they still having shows at, like Six Flags and shit? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, whatever show they did this week, like their world title was on the line, and then their, I guess it would be like their national title, whatever their mid-card title is. Oh, man, I used to know that shit. Uh, Cowboy James Storm won. I wonder if I get Jim Cornette back involved. 
Probably not. I think <laughs> I think Jim Cornette's too busy on his podcast talking about raccoons and deer on the compound, and he he loves quarantine. And I don't think he's ever going to leave his compound again. Honestly, <laughs> he figured out what Uber Eats is and is <laughs> done with after that. Mm-hmm. That's you mean I got to go out with these fucking retards? <laughs> uh, we're done. They uh, um, man, OVW. So Al Snow is often like uh, like people will ask uh, if you had to start a wrestling company now, who would you get? And like top of that list is Al Snow. On like they've said he like he's as good as a finished person as Pat Patterson was and shit. Yeah, and if you talk to like the that's like uh, all the documentaries you watch too. It's like Dr. Tom Pritchard. Everybody talks great about him and Norman Smiley. Uh, <clears throat> pretty much the FCW guys yeah. before it became NXT. Right. Uh, man, if OVW's on Netflix, I might start tuning in. I don't know. I mean, most of the most of the lesser known companies are better than your main two half the time so well i mean that's just ease of access right there though like it's kind of hard for me to watch dynamite like if i didn't pay an extra 60 bucks for sling you wouldn't be able to watch it right and really technically i can't even watch raw or smackdown because i ain't got an antenna and we live in the middle of nowhere switch uh it's 50 bucks a month and you can get uh youtube tv and you'll have usa and tnt tnt tbs You'll have all your local channels still, too. Ah, that's too much on top of everything I got. That's why you just cancel Sling. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't pay for Sling. <laughs> oh. Well, that, if you're not paying for was, Sling, come on now. That was my parents' answer for it. So if they ever stop playing for Sling, I'll probably stop watching AEW. But. I mean, I, <laughs> all right. Uh, NXT's next streaming special is tentatively planned for either Saturday, August 20th, or Saturday, August 27th, according to uh, WON. So that means whatever they want to call their next pay-per-view, which mm. let's see. Uh, they've already done In Your House. They did Great American Bash, which we'll talk about that in a little bit. They need Halloween Havoc. They'll have that, but that's a USA special. So uh could be War Games. I mean, War Games is normally one of their – I mean, it's two. Well, I guess they could start pushing War Games right now. They still got like – six weeks but they don't have any factions to actually wrestle so <laughs> but that's uh our rumor roll up for this week so we'll move on to the outlaw indie mud show this wwe dumbing you down and AEW is building you up just to let you down. We'll sink your teeth into something real and come and see the Outlaw Indie Mud Show. This is all of our uh, lesser known, well, not really lesser known, and it's still NXT, Impact, GCW. I guess it would be WES. Far lesser known. <laughs> uh, <laughs> New, New Japan. It's not it's not your main two companies in America, so you got to find them or Japan. You can't just tune them in. Like you got to go looking. You got to pay some monies. <laughs> NXT's on USA <sighs> on Tuesday nights. Yeah, it's on Hulu too. And I've 
What in the fuck is a Hulu? <laughs> no, I know what Hulu is. That's that's how that's how I got to watch all my WWE day after on Hulu. Yeah, YouTube TV, damn it! I told you. <laughs> so, where you want to start? I mean, we got a few things. We talk about Impact. They uh, something happened on Impact. I did read that somebody debuted, or somebody. Oh, it was Dark Order was on there, huh? Alan Angels made his debut in Impact. Yeah. He took on a speedball, Mike Bailey, who's the X-Division champ, who's from Canada. Also, I think he served out like a five-year ban in the United States because he was working here without a visa. So he's, a, he's officially made his way to American TV. If you have access TV, that's how you can watch Impact. I I think you can also watch them on uh, Twitch if you pay. There's your boy in ECW champion. What boy? CM Punk. Joey Styles and Taz on commentary. How is CM Punk my boy? (laughs) I don't know. He He beat the Cowboy. I don't like him. Oh, well, he he got all excited about going to his debut and shit. That's because it's CM Punk. (laughs) It's fucking history. You you ate the fucking ice cream bar. It was delicious. (laughs) Uh, there actually was another debut, too. Uh, if you know who Killer Kelly is, she wrestled for NXT, like, maybe 2018. Uh, she is the new official knockout for that division. She's from somewhere in Europe. Hmm. Uh, she was the debut. Um, I'm pretty sure Mia Yim's the new number one contender to Jordan Grace. I actually think that match is happening. No, that match isn't happening to Ric Flair. Ric Flair is uh, Deanna Perrazzo and shit, there's another girl in the match. I hate to say it, Ric Flair's last match is a fucking Impact show. <laughs> you have the Impact World title on the line. It's New Japan too, right? They're there too, right? No. Oh. Uh, you have Ric Flair's last match. You have Josh Alexander defending the Impact World Championship. You have Jordan Grace defending the Knockouts world title. Um, you have a triple A match, which that one's, I think it's like Tarus, Ray Phoenix, Laredo Kid, and Bandito, or something like that. Um, and honestly, I think the, I think the fucking tag team titles are on the line for Impact too. That's the outlaw indiest mud show of them all. It's David Crockett Promotions. <laughs> it's uh, put on by a mortgage guy. Yeah, Conrad. If he's listening to this, we'll we'll take his sponsorship too. <laughs> we'll we'll be like, hey, it's Conrad. He's the mortgage guy. Conrad, we have ten listeners. You can pay us. Put on Ric Flair advertising. We have like forty. Oh, <laughs> so it's more people than I know. It's like in real life. It's like four times what you just said. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me grab the clipboard. Oh, a little lower. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I feel like I'm sitting on the floor. Uh, let's see. NXT this week, uh, they had a special. It was the Great American Bash live on USA. Oh, somebody debuted. I mean, I know more about this bullshit than I think I do. Somebody debuted and went up against Brown Breaker. It wasn't a debut, but it debuted after that match. Oh. Uh, show kicked off. The women's tag team titles were on the line. Toxic Attraction. Taking on uh, Roxanne Perez, which is the former Roxy, one of Brooker T's girls, and uh, 
uh, Corey Jed, who used to be one of Tony Khan's girls that he used on Dark. She was Elena Black. We have brand new NXT Tag Team Champions for the women's. Uh, Corey Jed and Roxy walked out as the new champs. Roxy hit Pop Rocks on Gigi Dolan for the one, two, three. That's bullshit. I like Gigi Dolan. <laughs> and then uh, Roxy got a little bit too, little too big for her pants, and she's going to cash in her uh, breakouts tournament contract next week. So next week she gets a title shot against Mandy Rose. She's like, we're taking all the belts from Toxic Attraction. I'm like, no, you're not. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you might. <coughs> I guess I said. Oh, excuse me. Well, I guess. I guess technically they might because you know they might need Mandy Rose to go back to the main roster. I don't know why she's down there to begin with. Because she's trying to help younger talent. I guess. I mean, she was never that great on the main roster, but she ain't good enough to come back down to teach them nothing. I don't think neither. I mean, Apollo Cruz is back down there too. <laughs> well, I understand why he. Mandy Rose is good enough that that didn't have to drop her Apollo. He's been a personality vacuum since he got there, and then he was had an accident and they didn't. And that's because they do what they t- or he does what they tell him. It's time to go away and learn a new hold. It's because he can't get over anything when they tell him. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure people already want to see him go against Braun Breaker. At least the NXT crowd does. Yeah, that's just because I want to see Braun Breaker crush somebody. He's a legitimate person for Braun Breaker to crush. It doesn't hurt him any worse than he already is. That is true. <laughs> uh, we had Diamond Mine taking on Diamond Mine. Dude, follow him to his bodyguard, Dabakabo. Dabakabo, yeah. Commander, Commander Xyz. <laughs> yeah, uh, he was also sent back down to NXT. Has not made it a debut yet. But you know, there's also rumors that uh, Zion Quinn, Solo Sokoa, and uh, Sanga are all getting called up to the main roster. You think he's going to be added to the bloodline? Blood yeah. They ain't got anybody holding the mid-card titles. They got to have somebody unify them. That's true. So, be like, this is little ooze of the ooze. I'd like to see that. <laughs> just the bad part is... Bobby Lashley right in the head. And then you'd also have to do the same thing to Gunther. <laughs> Gunther. Uh, that would be sad, actually. I don't like German. They don't pronounce the H. Gunther. <laughs> um... You actually had the tag team titles on the line, but it was Diamond Mind versus Diamond Mind. I don't even know what the fuck that means. Diamond Mind is that Roderick Strong's group? Yeah, it was. And it he's was not there no more though. No, he's still there. It was. It was Roderick Strong and Damian Kemp, who is Gable Stevenson's brother, <laughs> taking on <laughs> taking on the Creed brothers, who are the tag team champions. Gable Stevenson's brother is already having championship matches. Yeah, and NXT. <laughs> he already got... He's done with college. He's like, hey, I'm going to WWE. <laughs> uh, of course, the Creeds are still tag team champs. Uh, Poor Roddy Strong, man. He's just waiting out his time to go join the uh, Undisputed Elite. I hope so. Cause I mean, his wife's already in AEW. Who's his wife? Marina Shafir. Really? Yeah. She's and, decent too. And his three friends are hanging out. Well, I mean, well, they're not wrestling right now because Adam Cole's concussed and Bobby got his ankle broke and Kyle got hit in the nuts with a baseball bat. Because Bobby Fish is underutilized. No, he's their top jobber. 
He makes people look good. That's bullshit. I like Bobby, but I'm just saying. I know they've been I gotta using be, him as a I gotta jobber. Be, I gotta be unbiased. <laughs> they have been using him as a jobber, and he's worth so much more. He's better than Kyle O'Reilly is, but maybe pushing Kyle O'Reilly mm-hmm. instead. That's arguable. I mean, I like Kyle O'Reilly. Don't get me wrong. He's a little chubby in the middle and shit. And just looks like my neighbor fucking jumping off of shit. But Kyle O'Reilly kind of has to be chubby in the middle because he's diabetic. And if he lost too much weight, he would make himself sick. I mean, I get that. But Bobby Fish doesn't have that deficiency. Bobby Fish is like 45 years old. <laughs> and still makes it look more fluid than yeah, I know. any of them. But we're talking about NXT now. Suffering from the... Oh. I thought we were with Roddy Strong. We were. Okay. I'm just saying, remember, we're talking about NXT. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tony D'Angelo had a segment, showed a picture of uh, Santos Escobar in the hospital. He's like, this is what I do when you don't listen to me. Uh, the week before, uh, just to let you know, he he killed off two dimes. He killed them off. Yeah, they had him and his other buddy throwing a body bag over the bridge into the water. <laughs> This is what happens when you don't listen to me. I'm the Don of NXT. <laughs> he kills people and throws them off bridges. Yeah. Is he getting? Is he? Is he decent? Is he getting better? Is he going to be? I've um, always I've always liked Tony D'Angelo since he debuted. Like he's a he's a heel. He cheats to win. I mean, you think he has a run on the main roster? Not right now. No, he's still learning. He's he's good for NXT. <laughs> but I mean, it is what it is. I mean, they're the developmentals. This is why it's on the Outlaw Mud Show. He debuted when NXT 2.0 started, right? Yeah. Like the same night, right? Yeah, him, Grayson Waller, Ron Breaker, Von Wagner, uh, Carmelo Hayes. Like, all those guys are... Carmelo Hayes is the North American champ. He had a match against Grayson Waller. Uh, Actually, Carmelo Hayes is a two-time North American champ. They never said nothing more about Grayson Waller kidnapping Rick Steiner. Oh, that was Joe Gacy. Oh, those two were buddies, though, right? No. Oh. Hmm. Grayson Waller is the Australian kid that everybody wants to punch in the face. He. Pretty much all I can remember about Grayson Waller is that, yeah, you want to punch him in the face because he's cocky and arrogant and he lost a match to AJ Styles. <laughs> When AJ came down, that's who AJ was feuding with because he called him out on social media. Hmm. Uh, Main event of the Great American Bash, you had Cameron Grimes taking on Braun Breaker for the NXT Championship. Uh, Unfortunately, they destroyed fucking Cameron Grimes' finishing move now, which is devastating to begin with. It's the cave-in. Like, he literally jumps on your chest with both feet and drives you into the mat with all of his body weight. Braun kicked out of it. Oh, man. And then got the win against Cameron Grimes. It was a good match, if you want to watch it. I mean, it's like 20 minutes. It's Braun doing his shit, taking a beating from Grimes. They make you feel like Cameron's going to actually win the belt. Doesn't. So. He might be getting called up soon, though. He's done everything that he's been asked of. He, he keeps getting better. He doesn't do the whole to the moon, eat my grits bullshit. <laughs> like, he's actually, like, legit now. Hmm. And then at the end of the show, Braun ends up going through a table from a debuting J.D. McDonough. McDonough. What, 
They haven't really announced his name yet, so I don't know exactly what the fuck they're calling him. It's, Jor- <laughs> it's Jordan Devlin. He's coming over from NXT UK. But he's got a new name. Yeah. Is Jordan Devlin his real name? Yeah. Yep. So, got to change that shit. They're changing the kid's name, too. I'm pretty sure they had a fucking uh, vignette for a new wrestler, and he's going to be called Axum. Also, going back, talking about Apollo Crews, uh, he's going to wrestle Giovanni Vinci next week on NXT, which is the member of Imperium that didn't get called up, who got repackaged. That's interesting. Um, Actually, they brought over, like, I don't know who they exactly still have left for the most part in NXT UK, because they brought over A-Kid, they brought over Devlin, they brought over Frazier, they brought over Walter. Um, they brought over Pretty Deadly. There's like one. There's another one they brought over. Um, they changed his name too. Like, pretty sure all they have left over there is Ilya Dragunov and Tyler Bate. Maybe Trent Seven. <laughs> <laughs> Which there is a brand new you know, UK champ. Must be a bunch of people in the class in the class coming up or something. Like, uh, Ilya Dragunov had to vacate the UK title on the latest episode of UK. He was in a walking boot. So, if you uh, don't want to hear a spoiler real quick, you might want to not listen to the next few seconds. But uh, You're going to be watching fucking NXT UK. <laughs> Tyler Bate is the first ever two-time NXT UK championship. He won the tournament thing they put together he actually beat his tag team partner trent seven look it's indian mickey james that's cool (laughs) we can call her pocahontas um that's really all i have this week for our outlaw mud show so we'll be back right after this with our main event I, i don't know man like the only thing i i really don't like about it is like you know clicking the link and and coming to where our show's at and we can't even well, like it's not where I listen to any of my podcasts at so I don't know I'm kind of over it by now you mean going on Facebook and finding our uh, page every week yeah yeah it just pops up the little window or whatever and you gotta listen to it from there well the actually all messed up actually thanks to our host Anchor FM uh, we're available on Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts Overcast Breaker CastBox PocketCast Good Pods Radio Public we'll soon be on iHeartRadio Stitcher, and of course, you can find us on Spotify. You want the best of what wrestling has to offer this week? Then you've come to the right spot. Are you ready? It's the main event. All right, everybody, welcome to the main event. This is where we talk about. The main two companies this week in uh, wrestling. You got the main roster of WWE, the main roster of AEW. Well, I mean, AEW only has main roster, but you know what I mean. (laughs) They got YouTube. Yeah, and unsigned wrestlers wrestling on it. But it's fine. I'm a little surprised that you're not more into Dark and Elevation. I used to watch them. And then I can tell you who wins every match, so there's no point. <laughs> so, I'm like, oh, that's the card. Winner, 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 
Time no, no ain't worth my time. Just them getting the reps in. <laughs> Got to build that record so you can show up and challenge for the TBS title, <laughs> TNT title. All right, we'll start with Monday Night Raw. Show kicked off. Bobby Lashley, the brand new United States champion, coming out. Wanted that Money in the Bank. Theory comes out, talks shit. He's Mister Money in the Bank. Uh, we actually get the rematch between fucking Theory and Lashley at SummerSlam for the United States title. Theory's like, I'm going to be the youngest ever two-time United States champion. I'm the Mr. Money in the Bank. And then at the end of the night, I'm going to be the youngest ever undisputed WWE Universal Champion after I cash in on Brock or Roman, whoever wins. So That's crazy. I still think Cena needs to come down and punch him in the mouth. It'd be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what else they could do with him. He he can't. I mean, he ain't winning versus Brock or Roman. That's why I'm going with this theory. <laughs> Whoever wins, okay, Roman wins at SummerSlam. Goes to Clash at the Castle. Wrestles Drew McIntyre. McIntyre wins the belt. Instantly gets cashed in on Theory. Because you have Drew dropping the title instead of Roman. Still protects Roman because, I mean, he lost to Drew McIntyre. Also gives McIntyre his pop for 30 seconds in front of his home crowd. Because hmm. it's in Wales. And that's the next pay-per-view that's coming? After SummerSlam. Summer yeah, it's uh, actually that weekend. Saturday night, you got Clash at the Castle for WWE. Sunday night, you have All Out for AEW. So it's a it's a paper it's a pay per view filled weekend. I hate wrestling shows on Saturdays. I mean, it, it happens. You gotta thank Tony <laughs> Khan for it now. I guess all it's because he didn't want to compete against something that was on Sunday night, and I don't remember what it was anymore. But actually, I think the other part of it, he was like, "Well, see, if I put certain pay per views on Saturday nights." people can still recover Sunday from staying up late. And then uh, like how, uh, makes sense. Cause they drone on to like fucking 1230. I like double or nothing and all out or both on Sunday nights is because they're on holiday weekends. So people are still off Monday for Memorial day and labor day. I think that's why Tony Khan does it. But Tony Khan will also move a pay-per-view off if he has to compete against anybody <laughs> like Dana White and UFC. That's the reason I didn't get to go to fucking full gear in St. Louis when he moved to Minneapolis a week later. Didn't get to see Hangman win the world title against Kenny Omega. <laughs> I think he owes me for it still. All right, Monday Night Raw, after Theory, Lashley. Uh, you had a tag team match. The only reason I put it on here is because they were in San Diego. And uh, the Mysterios wrestled the Judgment Day. And Ray actually pulled a book out of Eddie's playbook to win the match. Uh, Damian Priest threw a chair into the ring, and Finn Balor picked it up. And of course, Damian Priest distracts the referee so Finn Balor can hit Eddie or can hit Ray with the belt. Ray just makes the noise and falls right to the mat and acts like he got hit. So when the referee turned around and saw the chair, they won by disqualification. <laughs> so Ray Mysterio pulled a. Eddie Guerrero. That's kind of neat. I guess I haven't paid attention to Ray in a while. I mean, 
it's against the Judgment Day, so it doesn't fucking hurt any one of the teams. Yeah. Also, Finn Balor was wearing pants. <laughs> He's wrestling in leather pants instead of his normal. It's Judgment Day, dog. We're in a Judgment Day. It's Finn Balor and Damian Priest. Rhea Ripley's injured. You kicked Edge out of the group, and you got vignettes of Edge and Bray Wyatt. Edge Wyatt. Edge Wyatt, whatever you want to call him. Bird Edge. It'll be, yeah, whatever. It's Edge. We'll see him. He'll probably debut back at SummerSlam. (sighs) Maybe. He debuts more than former WWE wrestlers on AEW. Well, I mean, shit happens, so... (laughs) Uh, you had a match. You had a match between Seth Rollins and Ezekiel, which I'll catch you up on why that happened. The uh, Street Profits had a party earlier in the day because <laughs> it was Fourth of July, oh, man. which he also had a hot dog eating contest on the show between Dawkins, Otis, which those were the only two that was supposed to be in it. One eight twenty two. 22 or 23 hot dogs. The other one ate like one more. Then you had Tazawa come in from off screen and he won it. He ate 48 hot dogs. But they didn't show him eating no hot dogs. No, they just showed him with a full mouth of fucking bun at the end. (laughs) Uh, But the reason that there was the match between Ezekiel and Seth Rollins is because Ezekiel tried to put ketchup on a hot dog and squeeze the bottle too much. And then Rollins got covered in ketchup. On his suit. On a fucking white fluffy shirt that made him look like Prince. Yeah. Uh, which all it did was make it to where Rollins wins the match and then tries to fucking go back into the ring and beat up Ezekiel some more and he takes an RKO out of nowhere from Riddle it's setting up the SummerSlam match between Riddle and Rollins Um, the only really other thing that happens on the show I mean Straight Profits talked about how they didn't actually lose the match at SummerSlam because Montez Ford's shoulder was up so we're going to get a rematch probably at SummerSlam with those two and then at the end of the night, you had the uh, no holds barred match to end the feud between Oscar and Becky Lynch. Becky wins, put Oscar through a table with the manhandle slam off the middle turnbuckle. Uh, moving on to SmackDown, show kicked off with Roman Reigns returning. Uh, came out with the Usos and Paul Heyman. They had their six titles. They're the ones. 25 minute fucking intro six titles oh because they got both uh they got both of the uh tag team yeah usos have the tag team both tag team titles roman reigns has both heavyweight championship titles uh 25 minutes later they finally actually say something in the ring because it (laughs) takes them that long to get to the ring and it's acknowledge me yeah (laughs) uh and then Paul Heyman had a worried look on his face. So, of course, Roman's like, well, what's bothering you, wise man? He's like, hold your hand out. He's like, no, I ain't doing it. He's like, you can trust me. I ain't going to do nothing. Hold your hand out. Hands him the microphone. He's like, tell me what's bothering you, wise man. Of course, then he goes, I got two words that's bothering me. Brock Lesnar. And, of course, he goes, you beat him this, you beat him that. He goes, it's one thing to beat him for a three count. You got to beat him for a 10 count in a last man standing match. He goes, so we're going to need to see the most sadistic, evil, whatever Roman reigns. 
which Roman's just standing there like acknowledging fucking Paul Heyman. And then Austin Theory's music hits down or hits and he runs down to the ring like jogging like fucking John Cena and he ro- jogs around the fucking ring and then back up the ramp just to play mind games with Roman that he has the money in the bank contract. But it's great when the A-Town Down song hits and Brock just looks at the ring and he's like, really? This little motherfucker is going to come out here? Let him <laughs> cash in on me. <laughs> um. You had uh, Liv Morgan's segment. Uh, she came out, had an interview with Michael Cole. They talked about her deserving this and all her 10 years of work and sacrifice and nobody in the locker room deserves to be champion more than Liv Morgan. And Then he's like, well, you did cash in on Ronda Rousey, so she'll probably want a rematch. And she's like, okay, well, I'll see her at SummerSlam. And then Natalia comes out, and Natalia's you didn't win. You wouldn't have beat Ronda Rousey if it wasn't for me injuring Ronda Rousey. And and then, of course, Ronda comes out and she limps down to the ring because she's still selling the knee injury. (laughs) And then you had a match between Ronda and fucking (coughs) Natalia, which Ronda wins it with a bum knee. I feel like Ruby Soho would have stuck around. She'd be the (laughs) champ. She'd be dominating right now. Oh, yeah. She'd be the top star in fucking WWE. (laughs) They also had Liv Morgan in a platform shoe that was about six inches tall that she couldn't move in or walk. And it was like blue, bright blue and white swirled. But we get a rematch between Ronda Rousey and Liv Morgan at SummerSlam. Uh, Yeah, the Viking Raiders coming out with their new heel gimmick. Um, They beat Jinder Mahal and Shanky. And then, of course, the New Day came out because that's who they've beat up for the last two weeks. And then the New Day tried to beat them up again, and the fucking Viking Raiders destroyed them again. And trying to build the Viking Raiders, I think, as one of the next fucking monster tag teams to take on the Usos. <laughs> uh, oh, man. You had, you had Ludwig Kaiser's debut match in, uh, on the main roster. Up against who? Shinsuke Nakamura. They came. He came out and did his whole ring general stuff with Gunther, and uh, he talked about he ain't gonna he ain't gonna do no open challenges like the other Intercontinental Champions. If you want to shot the title, you got to earn the title shot. So Shinsuke comes out and challenges Kaiser, beats Kaiser. So now I'm pretty sure Gunther has to give a title shot to Shinsuke, but. He ends up chopping him like three times in the middle of the ring and keeps making him stand up as punishment. Um, yeah, the Baron Corbin shit. It's going to be interesting, Walter yeah. and Shinsuke. Shinsuke. Yeah. See, which one are you actually going to have win? Because they're both popular. Right. <clears throat> I, I think you still have Gunther win because it doesn't hurt Shinsuke to lose anymore. No, and he's probably going as high as he's ever gonna go so he needs to go back to new japan (laughs) show up on the first day and win the iwgp heavyweight championship again but uh you had baron corbin in that segment too pat mcafee was still selling the end of days wasn't on the commentary booth it was Corey graves and uh 
So Baron Corbin was on commentary for that match too, and he when Shinsuke's music hits up, he jumped up on the top of the announce desk and acted like Pat McAfee, and so did Corey Graves. <clears throat> which you get that match at SummerSlam, which actually I'm looking forward to that match because it's Pat McAfee. I am too. I didn't realize Baron Corbin and him were on the Colts together. Yeah, for like a month. <laughs> they were. They were. Uh, Corbin was an undrafted free agent. Uh, Pat McAfee, I think, was like one of the last punters selected. Which I mean, it's understandable figuring he was all decade for the year for the years he played. But uh Baron Corbin was a division two lineman. Came in for uh training camp, undrafted free agent. He was roomed with Pat McAfee. Didn't even make the team. And then he went to the Arizona Cardinals and also only made the practice squad. So like his NFL career, he never actually played it down in the NFL. Uh, can't say much though he still made it a lot further than most people i mean that's still very athletic yeah <laughs> he just couldn't get rid of his happy face belly <laughs> what happy corbin <laughs> that's why that's so like they you know they tried to debut him as the lone wolf and all that shit and they had to put him in a shirt because his belly is making a smiley face and like that's where Vince got the idea. It's like, ha watch this. I'm going to get him all the way to Happy Corbin because his belly looks like a happy face. Ha-ha. <laughs> I mean, he still wears a shirt when he wrestles. <laughs> well, he needs to. Uh, the rest of the show, you had a Lacey Evans heel turn because she didn't get the proper ovation that she deserved. And then you had a number one contender match for Clash at the Castle between Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. But uh, somehow turned into Drew McIntyre versus Butch. Because Sheamus acted like he had COVID or something. And he had a tingle in his throat. And he couldn't wrestle because of something. And Drew McIntyre fucking wins in like 20 seconds against Butch. It wasn't a long match. And then uh, Ridge Holland came into the ring and tried to attack Drew McIntyre, and he took a Future Shock DDT. And then Sheamus tried to get in the ring, and fucking Drew McIntyre had a sword pointing at Sheamus, and he cut the top rope again with the fucking sword and bent the sword in half because it's not a real sword. Like, literally, the sword was fucking like this. (laughs) People can't see it, but it was crooked as shit. It's the tooth of the Loch Ness, man, as and Clint would he say. Only, yeah, he only cut the fucking top rope. Like, that was the only one that broke this time. <laughs> I mean, at WrestleMania, he at least got two two ropes. <sighs> but we still haven't actually had that number one contender match, so we'll see what happens. But, I mean, they've been advertising it for like a, two months now. That's Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns. So... That's WWE this week in a nutshell. Hopefully it gets better. It probably won't. <laughs> it probably won't. But I'll keep watching it every week. AEW this week, can't say it was much better. Honestly, in my opinion, this is probably one of the worst episodes of Dynamite I've watched in a long time. It's summertime, man. There's not a lot going on in wrestling right now. Show kicks off. TNT Championship title match. It's a street fight between Wardlow and the Scorpio Sky. Scorp- and like four other dudes, right? Yeah, like four members of America's Top Team comes out with Scorpio. And, and, Ethan, and Ethan Page. That's and Dan Lambert. Super weird. 
which I don't even know why you made it a street fight other than the fact that those four guys came to the ring and then Wardlow fucked him up. Did he at least pin them on their back this time? He didn't do any of that to them. I mean, like he pinned Scorpio Sky cleanly for the win after three power bombs. Like Wardlow's the new TNT champion. Congratulations. We knew it was coming. Like you probably should have went for the world title already because you were the number one goddamn contender. You don't be the number one contender and go, I don't want the world title. I want the DNT title. Wardlow's got a lot of ground to make up for me after pinning fucking 12 dudes on their stomachs. I went and got beer during that match, so I can't even tell you what happened. Made me sick to my stomach, Brent. I don't even know why we were watching it. That match was a uh, beer and pee break. Uh, Jake Cargill was pee and beer break. Um, Anytime we went to TV break was beer and pee break. <laughs> I don't know. I drink a lot of beer. You had a lot of beers. I did. That. I enjoyed myself. It was my birthday, and I was a road rager, and I was having a good time. <laughs> so was the guy next to me. I bought him a beer, too, because <laughs> I kept getting in front of him. Probably would have bought one for the other guy that was in the way, too, but he was kind of a dick, so he didn't get a beer. <laughs> Fuck him. Him and his girlfriend. What are we talking about? AEW? Fuck him, pal. Yeah, fuck him. Fuck him to death. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had a match the Ass Boys and the Acclaim taking on some people. and They turned on him, right? Yeah, Billy Gunn turned. So we ain't getting no more scissor me daddy ass, and I don't like it. That's the only part of it that was great, that was good. I know. I was enjoying myself. <laughs> uh, you had the Young Bucks coming out after... Uh, Swerving Your Glory had a match. Fucking Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks came out, started arguing with him after the match. And then the Young Bucks came out, and somehow next week... Oh, yeah, next week at AEW is another special already. It's Fighter Fest, night one. Apparently, it's two nights again, and they haven't even built anything. Two nights as in two Wednesday nights? Yeah. And then normally after Fighter Fest... Why are two shows named after each other in a row? What do you mean? They've always had two nights of Fighter Fest for some reason, but right after Fighter Fest, they'll have Fight for the Fallen. So, like, for three weeks, you'll have name shows, name specials. But, yeah, they haven't even tried to build it. But <laughs> apparently next week at Fighter Fest, night one, we get the Young Bucks taking on Hobbs and Starks and Swerving Your Glory for the Tag Team Championships. And a fatal three-way tag team match. Even though the entire time, as soon as they started talking about defending the titles against those two teams, the entire crowd starts chanting FTR, who are the actual number one contenders (laughs) to the tag team championships. And got like a slew of belts themselves. Oh, yeah. Uh, Probably the best thing that happened on Dynamite this week, you had another Christian promo with Luchasaurus. This week, Matt Hardy came out. With Douchasaurus. Ain't Douchasaurus. Fucking Luchasaurus. <laughs> I'm excited to see what they do with Luchasaurus. Uh, they they made they darkened him. Yeah, they kind of gave him like a Undertaker type theme music, and there's fire, and his <laughs> mask is black, <laughs> and he's six five and choke slams people, and does backflips. Yeah, I can do backflips too. Oh, I forgot about Eminem, but uh. Matt Hardy came out during the segment wearing his the Delete shirt instead of the Elite. And uh, he's talking about how Christian's a piece of shit for turning on 
Jungle Boy and all that. And he's like, don't even play this with me, Matt. He's like, I don't even know which one. He goes, right now you're acting like I don't even know which members of the Hardys is the sober brother. Who shots fired? He goes, and also all you're doing is acting like you knew Jungle Boy so you can ride my coattails like you always have in every company we've been in. <laughs> Which ended with Matt Hardy getting chug slammed through a table by Luchasaurus. So Did he I, actually go through? Was it the ring? Was it the bell table? Time it was the bell. Yeah, it was the time. Did it break? Table. Yeah. About time. All it's going to do is build another match with Christian and Matt Hardy because they don't know what to do with those two anymore. <laughs> Even though I would throw... I throw Christian at fucking John Moxley for the world title eventually. I, you know, you could throw Matt Hardy eventually if they built him right, but he's stuck on this delete shit and eh. Matt Hardy can't move like he used to, so it's kind of hard for to put him in a world title match. Yeah, like he can't bend at the hips anymore. I mean, he broke his pelvis. I understand, but like <laughs> he can't move so. Oh, I forgot about Heidenreich. Did you, you know what Heidenreich is? I don't know. I got to turn. I got to turn around. You got to see do it. it. You got to see this. It's the new. That's LOD. It's the newest LOD. Animal and Heidenreich. I don't even remember that. <laughs> Heidenreich uh, raped Michael Cole. Had him in a kidnapped him, put him in a fucking closet, and whispering. He was up behind him, whispering sweet nothings in his ears. Like on TV, yeah, or, okay. yeah, yeah. And then, uh, then he had something happen in his personal life and went back down to Louisiana. He was uh, originally introduced by Paul Heyman, so he was a Heyman guy. Yeah, but then he, he like, he was there for a year and then he quit. I used to have his action figure, and he was called Heidenreich. Heidenreich. I always thought he was, had something, but he was a little rapey. It was weird. I downloaded Hawk and Animal. On uh, WWE 2K22, <laughs> so I got I got the Road Warriors or LOD, whatever one you want to call them. Man, Johnny Morrison's young as fuck in that one too. Morrison, Nitro, and Molina. Nice. <laughs> uh, speaking of Morrison, since you brought him up, he's oh, it could be Molina. No, she was still on the roster in 2006, but uh. Morrison is wrestling some show in the next few weeks and he's Johnny Slam or Johnny whatever the event is because how he's been Johnny Elite. Yeah. He's been Johnny Hardy when he paired with Matt Hardy down in AAA. He's been Johnny uh, Nitro. Like wherever he goes, he's just Johnny whatever now. Unless it's AAA and then he's Johnny Hannigan. Johnny Mundo. No, he's Johnny Hannigan or something like that because I think he used... That and CMLL. No, he, I mean, Johnny Mundo was just uh, Lucha Underground. Okay, well, he can't use that. Right. It's a rival. <sighs> Fucking mad. Okay. Uh, FTR had a segment backstage, which they're talking about their titles. Did Gargano fucking debut? No. He is at Starcast though, and you can meet him for sixty bucks. Hmm. Thought about it <laughs> for sixty bucks. It's a meet and greet and an autograph. Mm, sweet, and, and shit happens. 
That's yeah. what Bret Hart and fucking Lex Luger is an option. You're going to go Johnny Gargano's table. And Bret Hart's 150 bucks. Oh. Fucking Ric Flair's 350 He's the only thing interesting happening that day. <laughs> Not on the Saturday I'm going. Actually, Renee Paquette's there the day that we're there, too. And Ashley's like, you think you think John Moxley will be a meet and greet? I'm like, no, but if you go meet R- Renee, I mean, John might be there. Sure. So I might have to go meet Renee. I don't know why she ain't working for a wrestling company right now. She has a young child at home as her husband's on the road, oh, and she's sure. doing the sessions. She's having fun doing what she's doing. Nora's not even a year old yet, I don't think. That's crazy. So, we're close to a year old. Okay, FTR. Uh, Backstage segment interview. They issued a challenge to the Briscoes at Death Before Dishonor. They're like, we don't care what the fuck the executives think. We're going to figure out who the best tag team in the world really is and a rematch for these titles, the ROH Tag Team Championships. And they also go... We heard you guys in the crowd. Hopefully, Tony Khan heard you too about the Young Bucks and FTR for, for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. The real match I want to see is Young Bucks versus Briscoes. I mean, I know it's I've seen it a bunch of times. It needs to be on a big stage, like real, real TV, right? So, uh, Briscoes did put out a video accepting FTR's challenge. So, one of them just had a baby. Yeah, Mark. Yeah, a preemie, and he finally got to come home. So it's good news. That's that's the reason they got pulled from. Uh, they were supposed to have the rematch for the Impact World Titles at uh, I think against all odds or whatever, but they got pulled because Mark didn't want to leave the baby. So um, we talked about Christian. Uh, he had the debut of Thunderstorm. Taking on Nyla Rose and, uh, shit, who was Nyla Rose's partner? Uh, Marina Shafir. So you had Tony, you had Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa. That's enough said. Uh, you had a Dark Order segment with Negative One. Figuring they were in Rochester, New York, so. That was a Dark segment? Oh. Dark Order. Dark Orders. I thought you said. <laughs> you had ten, you had ten. Uh, Evil Uno, Anna J, John Silver, Alex Reynolds, Negative One, and they were giving you an update on the Dark Order, and they ain't going anywhere, according to them. A couple of them's already gone, but the rest of them ain't going nowhere. Not according to them. Plus Adam Page. He ain't a fit. He's an unofficial Dark Order member. Was it a good promo at least? Did he? Not from negative one, no. Oh. Like QT Marshall came out and he's like, I'm tired of this charity bullshit. He's like, his dad's been gone for a year. Why are we still seeing him? Talking about negative one. Then QT got laid out by all the members of Dark Order. And then that's where negative one tried to cut a promo on QT. Like, I'll see you in like nine years. <laughs> but like he wasn't talking into the microphone and you could barely understand him. Ah, poor kid. And then they carried him off the stage and shit. Um, main event, Brody King, John Mosley for the world title. Brody King looked real good. 
Of course, John Moxley ain't losing the title yet. He ain't losing it until he goes up against CM Punk. If CM Punk comes back, there was a report that came out that CM Punk's not healing the way he's supposed to. He's old. Yeah. But they also said that Brian Brian Danielson's not healing either. He probably shouldn't have had that run that he has in AEW. <clears throat> so John Moxley might just become the AEW world champion as the AEW interim. I'm tired of fucking interim. You have the championship. Just call him the fucking champ. You don't need the goddamn interim bullshit. <sighs> Japanese guy should have won it. Ta- Tanahashi? Yep. And he's got to go wrestle in the G1. He ain't got time to be over here. Hey, he could be carrying it down to every fucking match in the G1. They would have had to have Tony. They would Tony would have had to take their belt. It's collateral. <laughs> Remember what happened the last time an American won their title? Brock Lesnar? Yeah, yeah he still fucking has it. <laughs> Beat Shinsuke for it, right? Uh, No, he wouldn't drop it to Shinsuke. Wouldn't drop it to Shinsuke then. Dropped it to Kurt Angle, and then Kurt Angle lost to Shinsuke. That was like 2005, six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shinsuke Nakamura is the original leader of Chaos. Yeah. All the good members of these groups people are pumped about nowadays are not there no more. Okada is the leader of Chaos right now. Uh, that was that was Dynamite. We'll move on to Rampage. Um, let's see. Rampage kicked off with a tag match. Jonathan Gresham and Lee Moriarty taking on Gates of Agony. It's totally Blanchard's dudes. Um, heel turn for Jonathan Gresham, the world champ of Ring of Honor. They left. He left Lee Moriarty to fucking fend for himself. This is on Rampage? Yep. Shook hands with Tony Blanchard backstage. He's the newest member of... Uh, Totally Blanchard Enterprises. Every fucking time I skip watching Rampage, something catches my eye. But every time I watch it, I'm like, this is fucking shit garbage. Um, I've never seen Jonathan Gresham on camera ever. He's like five foot nothing. Technical wrestler. Is he... He ain't sticking to his word of making every match. ROH match a pure, pure sport match. No. He's got to do what Tony wants. He defends the... He ain't signed with him either, is he? Unofficially, yes. He defends the ROH World Championship next Friday night on Rampage. Night one, Fighter Fest. Rampage edition against Lee Moriarty. Um, so that means Totally Blanchard Enterprises has Jonathan Gresham, Brian Cage, and then the Gates of Agony tag team guys, which are uh, Khan and Toa Longa. Where the fuck are they from? Ring of Honor. Oh. Uh, Khan was part of Sean... Uh, oh, fuck. What was his name? Sean something Enterprises. Uh, they were the trios tag team champions. Hmm. The other member of that group also debuted on Dark, but we haven't seen much of him. But no, Tully. Tully had some TV time. Shook hands with Jonathan Gresham. They're going to bring back Ring of Honor the way it's supposed to be, apparently. The way it's supposed to be. Uh, you had a segment with Athena and Chris Statlander backstage talking about pretty much returning the thing of you never offered us a TBS title match. Eddie stole my other shirt. 
<laughs> so they pretty much told Jade Cargill whenever they're ready, whenever she's ready to defend the belt against them, both of them are ready. Uh, you had Serena Deeb and Mercedes Martinez taking on a tag team match. Uh, two girls from Dark or Elevation. I'm not sure which one. Squashed them. Uh, they win the match with the Serenity Lock. She kept it on too much. Mercedes got pissed and threw Serena Deeb down out of it. Starts conflict. It's going to build to death before dishonor. It's going to be Serena Deeb and Mercedes Martinez for the world title. Yeah. Which, I mean, be a fucking solid match. Serena can wrestle, so can Mercedes. So, uh, it ended with Mercedes getting put in the Serenity lock and she's tapping out until Serena lets her out. It was, it was a good segment. Build, I mean, Tony's building the guard for death by dishonor. Death before dishonor, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the main event, you had Orange Cassidy taking on Tony Nese. Has to do with sm- or Dynamite. Uh, Mark Sterling was walking around trying to get people to sign a petition to get Keith Lee thrown out of AEW. <laughs> uh, Orange Cassidy refused to sign it. <clears throat> So he cha- so Tony Nese challenged a match on Rampage. There was a segment during uh, Mark Henry's It's time for the main event shit. He had Dan Housen putting on a tie. He goes, I represent Orange Cassidy as his lawyer. <laughs> it's actually kind of funny. Uh, fucking Orange Cassidy beats Tony Nese. That's a... See, that's the problem right there with wrestling. Like... Them fucking two, it's funny, that's great, blah, 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 but then he's got to go over. Yeah. He's got to take the fall. Tony Nese, like, I don't, I'm, I hate defending Tony Nese because I think he's a talentless hack too, but he's the straight man of the group. <sighs> Disgusting. Orange Cassidy's popular with the kids. I'm sure he is. Freshly <laughs> squeezed. <laughs> I'm a grown kid at heart. <laughs> I have two Orange Cassidy shirts. You'd fucking follow the fucking, uh, what do they call it, the fiddler, when he's taking the fucking children out of town and shit, too. The Pied Piper? Pied Piper, there you go. When you following him, he's got rats. <laughs> I watched Hocus Pocus. I know what happens when you follow people with music. <laughs> get your soul sucked out. <laughs> or you get turned into a black cat that can't die. <laughs> you did see that the... They're making that second one. They, yeah. Do you see them on a Roomba? One's on a Roomba. One's on a vacuum. It's nonsense. Yeah. I mean, shit happens. They're, they got to reboot everything. We got Clerks 3 coming out. I mean, so. I'll, I'll watch it. I'll, yeah, we'll all watch it. You, fuck, you watch, you watch Chip and Dale like seven times. Chip and Dale's was good, though. Like, Roger Rabbit good. <laughs> My only knock on it was one was 2D and the other one was 3D. That's because one. I know. I've watched it. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, I thought that was genius of it. They're like, like you have to watch it just to find out why. That is true. <laughs> Do you want me to find a top ten list for like the NWO or something? Or nah, not really. I don't know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I so guess that, that, are we done? That's it. No, you got to pick a high spot of the week, but you can't even pick a high spot of the week because you didn't watch any wrestling. You're on the show to talk about or to counter whatever the fuck I talk about. <laughs> My fucking high spot of the week is Vince McMahon walking back. Fuck him, pal. 
<laughs> I mean, I it's, uh, it's you don't look up to it or nothing like that. But he's, traditional Vince McMahon. <sighs> he's going he's still, down with the ship. He's still playing Mister McMahon. Yeah, I guess. No chance. <laughs> That's what Vince got. <laughs> I, I don't know when we go from Wall Street journals to like something happening. Well, we'll we'll see a few weeks from now. We'll just keep keep reporting rumors of shit. Maybe Clint <laughs> will be back to read them next week. Who knows? My high spot of the week is lawyer housing. Lawyer housing. <laughs> Probably, honestly, the best thing though that happened in all week in wrestling was Christian telling Matt Hardy. He's, Christian's he's been the best thing for the last three weeks. Ever, or actually, technically four weeks. We went to Road Ranger four weeks ago, and he concertoed Jungle Boy, and we haven't seen Jungle Boy since. All I know is I was in the crowd going, do it again. <laughs> <laughs> and my wife was not happy. Was the, he had a, was that the match with Bobby Fish? No, that was. It's when they lost the tag team titles to the Young Bucks in the ladder match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the Bobby Fish match was uh, in Darby. Rampage. Yeah, Darby and Bobby Fish. Yeah, that was the main event in Rampage. I knew it was one of those little founders. <laughs> Pillars. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening this week. Uh, you know where to find us if you're listening. If not, we got the buffer that'll tell you. I'd like to thank our sponsor, Anchor FM and Spotify. And uh, we will see all you guys next week. Bye.